the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Know the Truth Incorporated. Today on Know the Truth from Philip DeCourcy. Has the devil been telling you that your sins are too many and too great for God to forgive? He's a liar. Has the devil been digging up old sins that you've confessed? Don't let him. Has the devil been mocking you over some besetting sin? Don't let him. The next time the devil comes knocking to accuse you, you let Jesus answer the door. For many Christians, the devil is like a character in a historical novel. We know some stories about him, but our notions about him might be a little off base. We're not always sure how to separate fact from fiction. Well, today on Know the Truth, Philip DeCourcy paints a biblical portrait of our spiritual adversary. We'll uncover the truth about the devil so we can resist him effectively. Today's lesson is titled, Who the Devil Is He? It's from our series, Speak of the Devil. And now, here's Philip DeCourcy. In our last study, we saw clearly, and I trust convincingly, that the Christian is fighting on three fronts. There is the external enemy of the world, there is the internal enemy of the flesh, and there is the infernal enemy of the devil. And in this present series, we have singled out our infernal enemy, the devil. He's our arch nemesis. He's the enemy of God. He's the enemy of man. He's hell-bent on robbing God of His rightful rule in our lives, and He's determined to rob man of the privilege of living in heaven. So, who the devil is he? Well, I want to come to Job 1 and 2. I want us to see here the origin, the nature, the corruption, and the limited power of the devil. These passages will present us with several insights concerning Satan. And what Job allows us to do is go backstage, behind the curtains, to witness a remarkable exchange between Satan and God. We're given a window into an invisible war that's raging all around us all the time. We just don't perceive it. We can't touch it, see it, or smell it, but it's real. So, as we come to look at these two chapters, there's four things I want to see about Satan. So, if you're taking notes, here's the first thought. Satan is an angelic being. Satan is an angelic being. On two occasions, the text tells us that Satan appeared before God's throne among the sons of God. You'll see that in chapter 1, verse 6, and you'll see that in chapter 2, verse 1. 
Look at verse 6 of chapter 1. Now, there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan also came among them. Question, who are the sons of God? Well, if you go to Job chapter 38 and verse 7, you'll see, and most commentators agree, that the sons of God are angelic beings. And there seems to be an implication here that there were created beings before Adam and Eve the sons of God, the messengers of God, the angels, the angelic host. We read of Satan in Ezekiel 28 verse 14 that he was a cherub. The cherubim were a class and a group of angels tasked with guarding the holiness of God. They were the gatekeepers to the throne of God. They're amazing creatures. He's an awesome being. In fact, if you come to Job 1 and 2, When God gives Satan power to touch the life of Job without taking his life, you'll see several things. You'll see this satanic blitzkrieg unleashed on Job by Satan. You'll read about it in chapter 1 and chapter 2. It's violent and it's ferocious. What do we read about Satan in chapters 1 and 2 of Job? Well, he goes to and fro throughout the earth. He's got mobility in a capacity that we don't know. He manipulates the weather. He inspires lawlessness. He inflicts illness, and he causes death. Read about what he inflicts upon Job's family. He stirs up a strong wind, destroys part of Job's farm and business. He inspires the lawlessness of the Sabines who come and attack Job. Job's children die. Job himself is inflicted with boils from head to foot. This is a menacing figure. Remember, angels excel in power. So you don't want to overestimate, but you don't want to underestimate. Ephesians 2.2 tells us he's the prince of the power of the air. 2 Corinthians 4.4 tells us he's the God of this world. Ephesians 2.2 tells us he's the spirit that now works in the sons of disobedience. Matthew 12.24 tells us he's the ruler of demons. And according to Revelation 2, verse 3, he's the great red dragon that appears at the end of time. Listen, half the battle is to know your enemy. And we need to take Satan seriously. Our ancient foe does work to do us woe. He's armed with cruel hate. His craft and power is great. And on earth, says Luther, is not as equal. He has a superior nature to us, a greater intelligence than us. He's lived longer than us, and he's a chameleon in terms of character. You don't want to mess with him. You don't want to take him lightly. I like what John Blanchard, the English evangelist, said, we are opposed by a living, intelligent, resourceful, and cunning enemy who can outlive the oldest Christian, outwork the busiest, outfight the strongest, and outwit the wisest. No wonder Paul says, hey, be strong in the power of the Lord. Put on the whole armor of God. Thirdly, Satan is an adversarial being, an adversarial being, I want you to notice that he's described twice in this passage as Satan. And Satan came with the sons of God. And Satan came with the sons of God. Do you know what the word Satan means in the Hebrew? Adversary. That's why Peter will say, be sober and vigilant for your adversary, the devil. 
goes about like a roaring lion. And we see in the story of Job that Satan is opposed to God, and he loves to malign the servants of God. He's simply not an arch fiend. He is active and aggressive in becoming the enemy of all that is good. He's the tempter behind every temptation. He's the liar behind every lie. And he's the godfather behind every murder. Because he was a liar from the beginning, according to John 8, verse 44. He's a tempter, according to Matthew 4, verse 1. And indeed, he's a murderer, according to the same verse in John 8, 44. And he's a thorn in the side of God's people, literally and metaphorically. Remember what Paul says in 2 Corinthians 12, that there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, a messenger of Satan. We're not sure what that is. Could have been illness. Could have been somebody bugging the life out of Paul and opposing him in Corinth. But you know what? Literally or metaphorically, Satan is a thorn in our side. He's an adversary seeking to take advantage of us sexually. 1 Corinthians 7 verse 5. He's an adversary seeking to hinder our gospel witness. 1 Thessalonians 2 verse 18. He's an adversary seeking to incite division according to 2 Corinthians 2, verses 10 through 11. And as we come to Job 1 and 2, here's the thing that grabs me about our adversary. He's an adversary in that he seeks to accuse us of our sins. Do you know what Satan's called? Write this verse down. If you haven't written anything down today, do yourself a favor, write this verse down. Revelation 12, verse 10. Do you know what Satan's called? The accuser of the brethren. He loves to stick it to you. He loves to drag up sins of the past. He loves to question your motives and your love for God and cast doubt upon your own fidelity of faith. You see it here. Look at chapter 1 and verse 9. So Satan said to the Lord, does Job fear you for nothing? Hey, if I was Job, I'd love you too. You put a hedge around him. You bless everything that he does. He's good living for a living. He's got ulterior motives. You're a cash machine. And he loves you for it. He's questioning Job's character and motive. Again, you'll see him after God allows Satan to attack him but not take his life or touch him in any way. We have this second episode back in chapter 2 when, again, there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan came among them and presented himself to the Lord. And he starts talking about Job again and said, Hey, uh, he passed test number one, but, you know, skin for skin, he's taking care of himself. You know what? He's lost everything and he's lost family, but he's still got his own life. You didn't allow me to touch him. Let me touch him and he'll whistle a different tune. God says, Okay, go ahead. And he's inflicted with boils. And yet we read wonderfully that with his mouth, Job didn't sin against the Lord. The Lord gives, the Lord takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Oh, that's Satan's work. He loves to impugn the believer's motives, accuse our consciences, deride us before God. Satan derides God before man and derides man before God. He's a rascal. He loves to dredge up our past sins. He loves to plant a flag over our most recent sins. And he's such a hypocrite. He's a despicable hypocrite because he tempts us to sin. Then when we sin, he accuses us of sinning. 
He's a malignant rascal. He condemns us for the very things he asks us to commit. Has the devil been telling you that your sins are too many and too great for God to forgive? He's a liar. The next time the devil comes knocking to accuse you of your past, present, and prevalent sins, you let Jesus answer the door. Because according to 1 John 2 verse 1, we have an advocate with the Father. If any man sins, we have an advocate with the Father. You're all lawyered up, by the way. You're all lawyered up with Jesus. And when Satan comes into the court and into the presence of God, and he reads off the charge sheet, hey, the course he's a liar and a hypocrite, Lord. Mr. Smith, have you seen him this week? Mrs. Jones, what about her? Can I tell you about her this week? And there he stands condemning us in the presence of God, in the court of God. And into the courtroom steps up our lawyer, Jesus the righteous, who paid for our sin and says, Lord, dismiss the case. The evidence is gone. The debt of sin has been covered. I love Romans 8. Who can lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is Christ and God that justifies We have been justified through the blood of God's Son in the court of heaven, and the case against us has been dismissed. Amen. You've heard me tell the story of the boy and girl who were visiting their grandparents on the farm. The first day they were there, Johnny gets his slingshot out, and he's a little bored, and in an impulse, he sees his grandmother's favorite duck crossing the yard at the farm, and he takes a shot at it, not thinking he'd ever hit it, but it's a, a direct hit, and the duck falls over dead. You know, he's scared out of his mind. And so he grabs the duck and he goes into one of the barns and he sticks it under a bale of hay. And he's about to turn and there stands his sister, Lisa. He's watched it all. She's got a big smile on her face. She turns and walks away. And after dinner, Grandma says to the kids, let's wash the dishes. But Lisa speaks up and says, Grandma, Johnny told me he wants to do the dishes all day long. And she goes over to Johnny and whispers in his ear, remember the duck. So Johnny does the dishes. Later, Grandpa asks the kids if they want to go to the park. And Grandma says, I'm sorry, I I need Lisa to help with the dinner since Johnny did the lunch cleanup. Lisa smiles and said, that's okay, Grandma. Johnny said he'd love to stay home and do the dishes and do the cleanup. Goes over and whispers in his ear, remember the duck. And he goes about his slavish business. This goes on for a day and a half, and Johnny's had enough, and, you know, goes and confesses to his grandma with tears that he'd killed her duck. And all the manipulation that had been going on with Lisa, and she kneels down, gives him a big hug, and says, Sweetheart, I know that. I saw it from the window. And because I love you, I've already forgiven you. I just wanted to see how long you'd let Lisa make a slave out of you. Mm, don't let the devil make a slave out of you. Satan is a, an angelic being. Satan is an awesome being. Satan is an adversarial being. Satan is an accountable being. Satan is an accountable being. As Job 1 and 2 shows, Satan is answerable to God. He's not autonomous. He's not sovereign. He's not running amok across the earth with no one to rein him in, no one to impede his efforts. This text shows that he's answerable. This text puts limitations on Satan. And you see it, number one, in the fact that along with the sons of God, he appears to give an account for what he's been doing. Because God says, well, Satan, where have you been? 
What have you been doing? Number two, you see it in the fact that he cannot get to Job because of God's protection. He can't lay one finger on one hair of Job's head. In fact, he complains about that. He said, you have a hedge around the bottom. I can't touch him. I can't get within striking distance of him. It's a wonderful thought, isn't it? Whatever comes to us, God allows because he can stop it and has stopped it many times. And three, in the fact that even when God gives him permission to harm Job, there are boundaries given and limits set. Look at verse 12 of chapter 1. And the Lord said to Satan, Behold, all that he has is in your power, but only do not lay a hand on his person. That's about as far as you can go, Satan. You read about it in chapter 2, verse 6. And the Lord said to Satan, Behold, he is in your hand, but spare his life. God checkmates Satan at every turn. You've got to see that. And you've got to believe that. And that's going to give you hope and comfort today. As Martin Luther notes, the devil is God's devil. Not only is Satan held accountable now, but he will be held accountable in the future. The script is written. It doesn't end well for him. His doom is sure. The fix is in. Nothing hangs in the balance. There's no dualism in the Bible. There's not some big cosmic battle going on to see who will reign over the universe. Heaven rules and God reigns. Daniel 4 verse 26. He acts within God's limits. You see it in other Bible stories, don't you? Peter, Satan has asked permission to have you. Luke 22, 31 to 32. Notice the words by Paul we quoted a few minutes ago, 2 Corinthians 12, verses 7 through 12. A thorn in the flesh was, what does it say? Given to me. Then, he says, a messenger of Satan to buffet me. Who do you think gave him it? I think that's God. I think that's God sovereignly giving permission to Satan to buffet Paul. That's consistent with Job. That's consistent with Luke, and that's consistent then with the story of 2 Corinthians. Don't forget Matthew 4, verse 1. And the Lord Jesus was led of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the evil one. God and Satan are not juking it out to see who's going to come on top. Satan is like a dog on a master's leash. God is working all things after the counsel of his own will. Ephesians 1.11. God is working all things together for the good of his people. Romans 8.28. In fact, even given the onslaught of Satan, what does Job recognize in his words? The Lord gives and the Lord takes away. He saw God's hand in Satan's actions. He must obey even the God he hates. But it raises the question, then is God the author of his actions? Does this not then stain the character of God? Does this not make God complicit in all the sorrow and the suffering that Job went through? And it was horrendous. No, it doesn't. Because while Satan acts of his own will, outside the moral will of God, He doesn't act outside the sovereign will of God. And you must make that distinction. 
Genesis 50-20 makes that distinction about Joseph's brothers. What you meant for evil, stop the press. Absolutely a fact. What they did was wrong. It was outside the moral will of God. It hurt their brother. It was a fiendish act of jealousy and betrayal. What you meant for evil, what you did was evil, but God meant it for good. While they acted outside the moral will of God, God in His sovereignty superintended His will and saw that within His sovereign will, their actions, dastardly as they might be, set in motion a chain reaction that ultimately took Joseph to Egypt and opened the back door into Pharaoh's court, ultimately led to the redemption of Joseph's own family. Oh, the devil is God's devil. God works all things together for good, even those actions that are outside his moral will. Make sure that your devil isn't too small, but also make sure he isn't too big. The child of God is safe. As we wrap up, surely the words of the Puritan William Colonel help us here. When God says stay, Satan must stand like a dog by the table while the saints feast on God's comfort. He does not dare to snatch even a tidbit for the master's eye is always upon him. What a wonderful image. Satan is an angelic being, and he's an awesome being, and he's an adversarial being, and he's not to be taken lightly. But he is an accountable being. He lives within the invisible fence of God's sovereign purposes for us and for him. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this time and the word. We trust that it will make us sober and vigilant, that it will arm us for the fight against the one who is hell-bent on our destruction. Lord, we thank you for what we have learned. And it is a reminder that pride is that first and awful sin and the mother of all sins. And we pray that we might fight it in our own lives. Help us to keep low. Help us to go slow. Help us not to blow. Lord, we realize that our enemy is dead set against us and one of his weapons is accusation and perhaps our conscience has been bothering us this week or old sins have been haunting us or besetting sins discouraging us help us to see the fullness and finality of Jesus work on the cross on our behalf and realize that the charges have been dismissed we're all lawyered up with a great advocate in heaven and Lord we take great comfort As we look out on a world being spoiled by the evil one, we realize he is on a leash. Lord, at times it seems mighty long, but we realize he is accountable, he is answerable, and we live between the hedges of your great providence and protection. Amen. We may not always understand God's ways, but we can trust them. Although he seems to allow the devil a lot of leeway, we can be confident our position in Christ is secure. You're listening to Know the Truth and the conclusion of a message titled, Who the Devil Is He? from Philip de Corsi. All too often, our impression of the devil comes from Hollywood, not the Bible. This can lead us to be overly afraid of him, or it can make us apathetic and even doubt his existence. Well, we have two ways to help you gain the right perspective of the devil. First, you can go to our website and download the current series titled Speak of the Devil. Find it online at ktt.org. And second, we're making available a book on this topic by Warren Wearsby called The Strategy of Satan. Now, this is not a book to speed read, and it's not a devotional book. 
Dr. Wearsby calls it a battlefield manual intended to strengthen your defense against Satan and put you on high alert to his deceitful ways. You're invited to request a copy of The Strategy of Satan when you give a donation of $20 or more to Know the Truth. Call 888-644-8811 or give online at ktt.org. We are grateful for your generous financial support. It's what allows us to provide Phillips teaching here on your station and on other media outlets across the country. When you give, you'll have the satisfaction of knowing you're doing your part as we teach God's Word through this daily broadcast. Again, call 888-644-8811 or online go to ktt.org. And don't forget to request your copy of the book, The Strategy of Satan, with your donation of $20 or more. And to give by check, you can write to us at Know the Truth, Post Office Box 30250, Anaheim Hills, California, 92809. Tomorrow, Philip DeCourcy describes Satan's activity in the world. Find out what the devil is he doing, Tuesday on Know the Truth. Today's program was produced and sponsored by Know the Truth Incorporated. Jesus said, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. FM WAVA. Hello, I'm Mike Mandel, the inventor of my pillow. And like all of you out there, I had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat. I would flip flop all night long. I would wake up with a sore neck, maybe a headache, or feel like I needed a nap, even though I slept eight hours. When I invented my pillow, I wanted it to where you could move the patented fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of sleep position. My pillow will get you into that deep sleep faster, and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed; it's about how much of that quality sleep we get. I do all of my own manufacturing right here in the United States. I have a ten-year warranty. You can wash and dry my pillow, and I give you a 60-day money-back guarantee so you have nothing to lose. And here's my best offer ever. Go to MyPillow.com, and Mike will give you two MyPillow premium pillows for one low price. And you'll receive free shipping when you use promo code WAVA. Call 800-517-3636 or go to MyPillow.com. That's 800-517-3636 or go to MyPillow.com. Use the promo code WAVA, 800-517-3636. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.